Ransomed Sons Productions and the Prayer Furnace on the Mountain presents the Furnace Sessions. Welcome, this is Gail Marie with Daughters of Desperation, coming to you live from the Prayer Furnace on the Mountain. Join me for the Furnace Sessions. We are talking about being uprooted for the planting of the Lord. It is currently Passover 2021 in the United States of America, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, coming into the seventh day of Passover. We are in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 1, in the Christian Bible, and it reads, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I appointed you. I set you apart and appointed you as a prophet to the nations. In verse 9, it then says that the Lord reached out his hand and touched Jeremiah's mouth and said, I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. This was the call of Jeremiah in the First Testament, the Old Testament, the great prophet of doom and also the prophet of restoration. He was called into a time period 626 B.C. through 586. His audience was his own people, Judah and Jerusalem. It was a time of great upheaval, great stress. It was during the time of the last five kings of Judah. He begins to prophesy, Jeremiah does, during the reign of the godly King Josiah all the way through Zedekiah. It's just a an epic time of storms and stress, imperial giants of Egypt, 
Assyria, and Neo-Babylonia Empire. It's worth a read. Jeremiah was persecuted, imprisoned, exiled. He was called a traitor to his own people. But he was a very great prophet. No prophet and fiery preaching is popular that brings the light of the glory of God upon sin and the consequences of sin and the judgments of God. But Jeremiah loved his people. But he loved his great God more. He elevated God up into the rightful place of God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. God over everything that exists. God is ultimate and all-powerful to Jeremiah. And he is the God of not just Judah, and Jerusalem, but of the nations. He lived a life of persecutions. And he was part of that that time period ending towards Ezekiel coming on the scene. that was proclaiming God's end of an era for Israel's stubborn, uncircumcised, unconsecrated heart that had sealed her final destiny. And it seems as you read the book of Jeremiah, the word uprooted and tear down and destroy is very present. If you look at Jeremiah, in chapter 12, which we call Jeremiah's Complaint, and I like that about Jeremiah, is that he was unafraid in this great calling of God to complain to his God. And he was questioning and complaining in Jeremiah, verse 1. Why does the way of the wicked prosper? Complaining, you have planted them, and they have taken root, and they grow and bear fruit. But by verse 14, God himself answers Jeremiah and says, I will uproot them from their lands, and I will uproot the people of Judah from among them. But after I uproot them, I will again have compassion, and I will bring each of them back to their own inheritance and their own country.
and if they swear by my name, says the Lord God. They will be established among my people. But if any nation does not listen, I will completely uproot and destroy. Destroy it, declares the Lord. And so you have Jeremiah, the obedience of the weeping prophet, who understood that God one day would write his law upon the people's hearts. And during this great Passover, this is the, 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 the Christian Holy Week, the Great Week, in which actual pilgrims in Jerusalem are enacting out the sufferings of the Lord Jesus Christ on his way to the cross, the crucifixion. The Holy Week, and then Good Friday, the crucifixion. And Jesus, we find Jesus partaking in the New Testament of of this Passover meal of unleavened bread. the night before his crucifixion. We call it the Last Supper, where he gathered his disciples together. If we go from Jeremiah all the way to the New Testament, the New Covenant, into 1 John 4.9. I believe that in this prayer furnace, where no other thing happens but the bended knee and the bowed heart, that I felt very strongly that the Lord is, was impressing on my heart during prayer that is not the uprooting for the purpose of the upheaval of sin and dirt. To be planted again into the house of the Lord and is not the greatest uprooting to ever have taken place, says the Lord, is the one of my son who was uprooted from the very throne, from my heart, my very being, to be planted into the deep waters of baptism and descended into the depths by crucifixion, into Hades and hell? Is this not the greatest uprooting that has ever taken place in behalf of my people? says the Lord God Almighty. 
where Jesus Christ himself went into the bowels of hell and took the keys of death and Hades? Revelation 1.8 Behold, I was dead and I am alive forevermore. I have the keys of death and Hades, says the Lord. So this Passover, this Holy Week, this great crucifixion of Jesus Christ, leading into the, the, the Christian festival of, of Easter or Resurrection Sunday, where he rose to the highest place in heaven and on earth and defeated death. But what was the crucifixion? He took our sins. So we go to 1 John 4, 9. In the Bible. And it reads... This is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, if God loved us, we also ought to love one another. And this is how we know that we live in Him and He in us. He has given us of His Spirit and we have seen and testify that the Father has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love that God has for us. For everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ, born of God, and everyone who loves the Father, loves his child as well. And this is how we know that we love God, that we carry out his commands. And his commands are not burdensome for everyone born of God.
overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Even our faith. Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Jeremiah prophesied a great uprooting, a great tearing down, destroying of what was for the great planting and restoration of the Lord. And God speaks today in our hearts from the prayer furnace on the mountain that the greatest uprooting that has ever occurred in this earth has been when he sent his only begotten son to take on human flesh and be the divine sacrifice for your sins and my sins. Falling at the feet of Jesus, bowing at the base of the cross, lifting up your face to glory and recognizing the resurrection of a mighty God who cracked open heaven and earth and uprooted hell and Hades and took the keys of death and Hades. And Jesus sprinkled his blood on the mercy seat and became the Passover lamb. And some did not recognize him. But it wasn't only Jews that didn't recognize him. All peoples of the world, they are blinded by the truth. So God is having mercy by uprooting the status quo of sin. It says that Jesus disarmed the principalities and powers and made a public show of them triumphing over them upon the cross. He was the upheaval, the great uprooting of dirt and sin took it into his holy body, became the sacrifice and the Lamb of God and the living Passover. You can't skip Holy Week and just move on to the glory of the resurrection because you might miss your own redemption. You might miss looking into your own sin. You might miss the darkness that still resides in you, that needs the great upheaval of deliverance. You might miss a few things. And so for the first time in many years, and I've been serving the Lord for 40 years, I wept by the Spirit of the living God that falls afresh upon us, I wept. Like the Jeremiah prophet, the weeping prophet wept. 
but I wept when I reread his journey, Jesus' journey to the cross. His pause in the Garden of Gethsemane, the oil-pressing place. Where three times he lifted up his voice to his Father. If this cup could pass from me, but not my will, thy will be done. He sorrowed even unto death at that time. So we are praying from the prayer furnace on the mountain that this very uh, conviction that is a gift from the, from the Lord begin to just wash us and convict us of our great Passover lamb, the great uprooting of heaven to come down into the dirt of the earth on our behalf. We've been talking about the great prophet Jeremiah who prophesied the uprooting and the planting of the Lord. We've been talking about 1 John 4, 9. And we believe that right now this is a Passover and a Holy Week and a Resurrection Sunday like no other. This is Gail Marie with Daughters of Desperation coming to you live from the prayer furnace on the mountain. Praying for you, for all of us. <laughs>